This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. We're living in a time where Christianity seems to have lost its relevance with what the world is really looking for. And it's quite possible that the church, in an effort to be relevant, has watered down truth, watered down its convictions, and I've given in to entertaining those who are lost instead of preaching the gospel that brings the dead to life. Today, we're going to be talking about, is revival still relevant? Is it possible that we're just entertaining those who are dead instead of preaching the gospel that brings the dead to life? What about you, if you're a believer? Have you experienced personal revival in such a way that it's changing the world that you're living in? It's quite possible that we've given into this lazy, cruise-control Christianity. And if that's the case, this message has to change the way we go in the presence of God. Are you ready for revival to be relevant once again? Let's jump in. I'm going to read the passage for tonight, and then I will introduce the title. Like I said, we're taking a break from the book of John, but I'm so glad that I'm going to be in one of the Gospels. We're going to be in the book of Mark, chapter 8. It's a very familiar passage. You've probably heard this when you in Sunday school and did art stuff about this and maybe even laughed about it. It's the passage where Jesus heals a blind man. And we're going to see how God comes and he changes perspective. And he helps you see what you could never see before. Would you please stand for the reading of God's word? We stand out of reverence for God's word. We stand out of obedience. We stand expecting God to speak to us while we take his word seriously. Are you ready for God's word? Very good. Mark chapter 8, picking up from verse 22, we'll go all the way to 30. And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to Jesus a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, praise the Lord, led him out of the village, and when he had spit on his eyes, and laid his hands on him. He asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hand on his eyes again. And he opened his eyes. His sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home saying, do not enter the village. <laughs> and Jesus went on with his disciples to the village of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way he asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? And when they told him, and they told him, John the Baptist, the others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. What I'm going to try and derive from this passage is what we need for us to be able to have the perspective to see from the new dimension. And that, my friends, is what revival is all about. You might be born again, but oftentimes our spiritual life begins to grow cataracts. We start seeing blurred visions. Revival is a second touch. Revival is Jesus coming back again not leaving you after saving you, but now sanctifying you to a point where you're able to enter into the new dimension and have a clearer perspective of what's happening in your life all around you. 
I wonder how many of you guys need a second touch from Jesus himself tonight. I hope you do. I want to talk about is revival still relevant? And boy, I feel like I'm on fire tonight. I'm excited for this message and I hope you've come ready, man. I hope you've come hungry because revival is another buzzword in the Christian world. And tonight we're going to reclaim it, church. Tonight we're going to reclaim that buzzword revival and apply it into our lives. And we're going to say, Lord, we're hungry, Lord. We're hungry for a new perspective, Lord. We're hungry for new life, Lord. I'm sick and tired of living my Christian life with no conviction, Lord. I need you, God. I'm hungry. We need a revival, Lord, tonight. I know that God is sovereign and he moves when he chooses to move. But his word says, if you hunger and thirst, I will feed you. If you call on my name, I will answer you. And tonight, by the mercy of God, I pray that your hearts are hungry for revival tonight. While we unpack the question, is revival still relevant? Let's pray while you're standing in the presence of God. Holy God, this cannot happen this cannot happen with just good oration. This cannot happen with just good music. This cannot happen with just a good building. This cannot happen with just all the fittings of what we call church. We need you, Jesus. So Father, speak to me now, speak through me now, and speak in spite of me now. Holy God, these are your people that you died for. You love them. So let your blood that you shed on the cross be alive and relevant in this place tonight and revive your church in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Only a person who's alive can be revived. Only a person who's come to a point of being able to breathe can find strength to walk. Only a person who's alive can hear. Only a person who's alive will feel hungry. Only a person who's alive can feel hurt. What the world offers to you and me today is for you to be dead, emotionless, feelingless. You become a nuisance when you begin to feel. You become a nuisance when you begin to think. When you begin to think. But what Jesus offers us is a resurrection for those who are dead. Praise the Lord. A resurrection for those who are dead. And he offers those who are alive and who begin to slow down and get lukewarm, he offers restoration. We have resurrection, we have restoration, and then more than that, he offers us a revelation of himself, a deeper revelation, an unveiling. Those are three things I'm going to be nailing in on the resurrection, the restoration, and the revelation. And I'm without a shadow of a doubt, I'm positive of this. In this room, small tiny room, and people watching online, there are people who fit these three categories. There are some who need a resurrection tonight. You're dead in your sins. You need to be made alive in Jesus. There are some of you who are alive, but need to be restored. You need a second touch. And there are some of you who need a new revelation of Jesus. A new revelation, not because you don't know him, but in the context of your life tonight, you need to see where he is. And for that, you need the perspective that comes from revival. Are you excited that you're in church tonight? Yes. Oh, you should be, man. So let's look at this. Number one, the dead don't need revival. What they need is a resurrection. The dead don't need more food. The dead don't need new clothes. The dead don't need to work out. And there are some 
people who have been dead, who are looking for a revival. But my friend, what you need before you have a revival is you need a resurrection. There are some who've been in church all their life, but they've not experienced the resurrection power of Jesus. And maybe that's why it's been nearly 30 years or more than 30 years since we've had a revival. There are revivals happening all around the world, but in America, we've not really seen a revival, a move, a powerful move of God. And it's possible that what we need first and foremost is for the church to examine and to see, man, have I been raised to life? Am I alive? You see, Christian life cannot be lived in cruise control. I was driving Levi's car this week. He let me drive it. And he's like, hey man, I drive like an Asian. I'm from India. I drive like that. He's like, just stick it in adaptive cruise control. I'm like, wow. So it follows the car that you're following at a safe distance. And if you go off the lane, it pulls you back. The steering actually turns for you. It's mad. I'm like, wow, this car is really insulting my driving. Because it just kept beeping the whole way on State Street. Beep, 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 beep. And he's like, you're a terrible driver. The car keeps beeping. And oftentimes we want to live Christian life in that adaptive cruise control. It's like, hey, and, and we're not following the good shepherd. We're following the pastor. We're following a small group leader. We're following somebody else on social media that you have, you've never met him, you've never had coffee with him. Adaptive cruise control. Christian life is not supposed to be lived in cruise control. It's supposed to be a hands-on. Hands-on. The hands of the nail-scarred Savior has to be on your life, guiding you, leading you, directing you. I was reading a news story this week about a man in China, nothing against China or their manufacturing or their cars, but he was driving a Chinese car in cruise control and the cruise control broke. And he ended up driving like nearly 300 miles till it ran out of gas because the crew tried everything, nothing, just cruise control, bam, but just going. He called the cops and the cops came and escorted him so he didn't crash into anything else. And it made me laugh. But at the same time, it made me sad because I see so many Christians who've been living on cruise control and now it's broken. And so what do they do? They fake it. Oh, hey man, you're just driving down the road until you run out of gas, you're dead one day. And you have your other homies around you to try to make you feel like you're safe. No, Christian life is not meant to be a cruise control. It's supposed to be a daily coming to him. Jesus, when his disciples asked him, teach us to pray, what does he say? Give us this day our daily bread. Come to me daily. Come to me every day. I like it that my children come to me every day. They don't just come and see me once a week. I would hate that kind of a relationship that I, with my children. I mean, once they grow up, I hope they don't come to me every day. You know, I'm like, you're married, you have your children, now go away, you know. But every day now, when I wake up in the morning, I want them to come like, hey, good morning, dad, how are you? Sit down with me. And that's the kind of relationship we're supposed to have with Jesus. But those who are dead, they feel like they're alive because they got this cruise control thing on. And they try to copy, imitate, mimic. Let's look at this in Mark chapter 8, verse 25. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again. And he opened his eyes and his sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. The word restored over there implies that at one point he could see. And then at some point he lost his sight. Once again, a, a side note, forgive me. Typically I unpack a passage and I teach you all the little, you know, details, all the side missions of the passage. You know, this is what this means, this is what that means. I'm not going to do that tonight because I'm only going to be using this passage as an illustration for what it looks like when the church has lost its sight and what, when, when, when revival has lost its meaning. And over here, we see that this blind man at one point, he had sight. Blindness was a very common thing back in the day. 
for people to lose their sight a week or two months after they were born. But nowadays we don't have that because our healthcare has changed, it's improved. But here this man, he had sight at one point and Jesus restored his sight. What we need for people who are dead is a revival, a resurrection before they have a, a revival. And there are some people in the world today who are still blind. God has not opened their eyes yet because they choose not to come to the divine healer to open their eyes. Paul writes about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It's a Satan who is the God of this world, that small g God, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are, look at this, unable to see the glorious light of the good news. You ever spoken to someone and they just don't get it? John chapter 8, Jesus says, why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you, he says, because you don't want to hear my words. How many of you know people in your world like that who just don't want to hear, I, I don't want to hear about Jesus. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to talk about this God. I don't want to talk about the cross. I've been there. I've done that. I don't want it. Blinded minds, blind. What they need is not a revival. What they need is a what? A resurrection. Because the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact image, likeness of God. But listen to me. If you hear this and you say, man, I've been in church all my life, but I feel like I am still dead. I've never really been able to see the glory of God. I've never really been able to see Jesus for who he is. What you need is not another podcast. What you need is not another book on revival. You see, we're living in a time, please listen to me now. We're living in a time where people go listen to a podcast, they buy a book on Audible or something like that, and they watch a few videos and they feel that they become scholars. There are many so-called Christians who think that they're saved because of that. Salvation doesn't come by listening to a podcast, by listening to a preacher. Listen, I can stand here and preach till my face turns blue. I think it's possible. Don't test me. But you will not be saved. Folks, you can travel the world and go to the best churches in the world and you will not be saved. What you need, please listen to me. What you need is for you to pay attention to the good news. The gospel is called the good news. You need to listen to the good news and respond to it. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 